Welcome to Futurebone, KCC's new podcast series. Today, I'm happy to have Lasse Christoffersen with me uh, on his last day as CEO of Klavenas. Yes. And uh, a couple of weeks before stepping down as chairman in KCC. So Lasse, tell us a little bit about your journey with Klavenas. Well, thank you, Engelbert. Uh, it's been 15 amazing years. I joined in 2007 as head of that. that time, it was called uh, Klavenas Maritime Logistics. Uh, in which the, the, the cargoes were part. And then uh, in September 2011, I joined as CEO of the company. And uh, when I leave this summer, I've been the CEO for 11 years. So uh, quite a journey. Quite a time, yeah. Yes. So let's get started. So in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the, the background for, for KCC strategy, what has brought us where we are today, and the thinking behind it. Mm. So, um, so lots of... Uh, looking back, Lovnas has been in combination carriers since the 1950s, but in fairly small scale, until you reinvigorated the strategy back in 2012, yeah. something like that. Around that, yeah. So what was actually triggering this focus uh, on uh, combination carriers? Well, I, um, as I recall it, um, we were quite focused on energy efficiency back then, and that turned into carbon efficiency down the road. So, so we realized that we had a concept that were much more energy efficient than competition. Uh, and, um, and we really believed that energy was the area to be competitive in the future. Uh, we couldn't really compete on the, on the carrying capacity of the vessels, that's commodity, but the energy consumption was key. Second, we saw that the concept with very industrial uh, contracts around it really delivered customer value. And we have had the same customers for, I mean, you know better, but 30, 40 years on, on the caustic trade. So it was truly appreciated by customers. And also it had delivered very solid uh, returns to the owners, uh, much more stable earnings than standard vessels. So, so I think it was both the, the let's say, the decarbonization story, the customer value, and also the the uh, the um, stable returns it has delivered that, that triggered us. So you mentioned the carbus that has focused the business in 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 the tank of the field is on, on caustic soda and the yeah. aluminum industry. Yes. So what brought you focusing uh, targeting the yeah. clean petroleum market? The carbon business is fantastic. Was is and will be fantastic. Uh, we are truly, uh, I would say, an in integral part of the aluminium industry, and, and they couldn't do without us mm -hmm. uh, really. Uh, the problem is that it's only this big. So we uh, we have the Australian market where we have a fairly big size. We grew into the Brazilian market and also had a, a fair chunk of that market. So, and with nine uh, carbons, we realized we can't grow much longer. But the need for energy efficient solutions, uh, customer value equation uh, still is there. So then we searched for new markets. We tried a lot. And in Cloudless, we, we say try a little, learn a lot. And we did learn a lot for a few years. And then eventually we said, well, the world's biggest wet market is product uh, or clean petroleum products. And so what we did was from the cub is we were going from addressing a market of maybe 10, 50 million tons globally for deep sea a year to a billion tons. So that was really the, uh, the, the background. How can we develop a similar product to that industry? Uh, and out of that came the clean bus. Uh, and I think the first time we labeled the word clean bus was more or less exactly 10 years ago in 2012. And of course, talking about the clean bus, again, 
people thought we were a bit crazy when we contracted the ships back in 2015. There were no customers that actually wanted to use them. No. So why were we so brave? What was? Uh, why did we have the guts to do it? A couple of couple of uh, reasons why. And, and by the way, we can see a clean beer coming up behind us. Where is that uh, thing? But uh, that's in Sydney Harbour. We just discharged uh, CPP cargo on the way out. Exactly, and we yeah. can see that she is in ballast. So. Um, no, I mean, the, the, the reason why we truly believed in it was that we truly believed that the value of energy efficiency would increase mm -hmm. with the focus on climate change. Uh, and that has proven correct. Second, we thought that there are nobody more competent than us to do this. So if somebody were to try it, it's us. And then I think also we have to add that as a private company, we have limited funds and ability to take risk. So to be able to eventually contract the clean in 2015, I think, uh, we had to sell off a lot of other things. So we deliberately sold off the self-unloader business, which is really close to Glavner's heart and history. And you know, you've been with us for many years and even yeah. worked with them back in yep, the days. Yes, I did. Yes. Um, so that was a tough one. And we earned good money on them. But truly, we said the future is uh, climate. And, and that's really where we focused it. Um, and then... In 2012, I also remember well, we went together with, I think your good colleagues, Snogler and myself, went to a, uh, a, uh, one of the leading companies in that trade in Singapore. And we presented the idea and said, we're never going to use these vessels. And here we are 10 years after, and you have been able to make a contract with the same company. So that has shown that, uh, that we have the technical capability of developing a vessel. We have the operational experience to run it safely. And you have the commercial acumen to actually bring the value out to customers. So um, I think it was everything but luck. It was a clear idea that energy will be important and we have a unique product. Absolutely. So again, this CleanBoo uh, focus and, and investments were of course a trigger for putting KCC on, uh, on the stock exchange yes. uh, doing the IPO back in 2019. But before that, we had the partners that was together with Clownness developing this business. Yes. Yeah, and that was instrumental and, and has been for Clavenes for, for uh, long before both you and I joined the company. And, and uh, at some point, I mean, we used to have investors on a ship level, but we realized at the end that that was not scalable. So we had to get them up on a concept level around the combination carriers. So that was step one. Uh, and we have had a long-term partner in Hong Kong uh, that is still with us uh, and been a true support. And then I would say that a real triggering event was that we were able to bring in EGD from, from Bergen. Uh, and they bought um, a part of the old cargo business so we could take that capacity and put it into ordering the clean bus. And we have this thinking that, that um, when we start with a new concept, we want to prove the concept before we invite in other investors. Uh, so when we felt kind of confident on the clean bills, we realized that it takes too much capital for both us and EGD and others. And that's where we first had a private placement and eventually listed at Oslo Stock Exchange to get the capital we needed to grow the fleet to eight clean bills in total. And at that time, we had nine carbons, so a fairly substantial capital uh, in that. That growing from six ships to... Uh... 16 today, it's uh, after selling off one ship, it's quite a growth. So, big yes, think we can it's close, close to tripling, yes. <laughs> so, when, when exiting the other company, you know, how big do you think we can make this? What is your, your you, when you are ah, looking, uh, looking from the outside in 10 years' time, what is your thinking? What can we achieve in your mind? Well, I think, let, if we start conceptually, yeah. um, 
the world needs to do three things to decarbonize. One, we need to be as efficient as we can with energy. Second is that we need to rethink the business models. How can we use the assets more effectively? And that's where the combination carriers are unique. And thirdly, of course, we need to figure out how do we get to zero emission fuels, but, but that, for that later. So for, to the second, this business model thing, I think it's just imagination that stops us uh, in that. And it does not have to be only caustic soda. It does not have to be only a uh, clean petroleum product. As long as we can use our strength in, in let's say, the dry book market and find other uh, uh, trades that are opposing the dry book market, we can produce this uh, systemic efficiency. Um, so um, there's no limit to how big you want to be and can become. Uh, but of course, uh, you need to have the right timing on the vessels, on the customers, on the capital. I mean, there's a lot of pieces that has to come together. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a bit tricky yeah, yeah. from time to time. Oh. And that's why we have you at the helm. So that's good. Thank, thank you, Lasse. So, of course, the centerpiece of KCC's strategy is to offer uh, the most cost-effective decarbonization to customers. And of course, the starting point is the very effective uh, trading pattern we have. Mm which are based on the flexibility of ships to do be both the tank and the dry bulk ship uh, and having a, then a 30 to 40% more carbon efficient operation. Mm. So going ahead, I mean, how important is this what we call efficiency part of decarbonization compared to new fuels? And how do you, how do you view that in, in, in totality? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, both of them are instrumental to succeed. Uh, and, um, and efficiency, if we're realistic, the stuff we can do over the next five, ten years, which are truly critical for the planet, that's efficiency. We will not be able to change the world fleet. Uh, so to drive down efficiency much more than the targets by IMO, uh, I think it's, uh, it's good business and it's, uh, and it's uh, sustainable and responsible business. And we are now seeing, as you know well, that we even get customers to pay for increased efficiency uh, in terms of, of uh, uh, let's say, carbon adjustment factors and other things in our contracts. So, so efficiency is important in the short term to drive down uh, emissions, but also to reduce the cost to move into future emissions. And if you are following your plan and getting down the emissions from, let's say, the first car bus to the last clean bus by, say, 50%, and the new fuel is 50% more expensive, basically they're competitive. So the importance of driving energy efficiency to reduce the hurdle of getting to zero is absolutely critical. And you need to try everything you can and use all technologies available from small things at the propeller all the way up to wind-assisted propulsion. Of course, that step is so incredibly difficult to make. Mm. So, I mean, as you say, we have the, this unique starting point by being so much more efficient mm. than the standard ships. But whether we succeeded, well, future will we'll see. No, but there's no uh. doubt this industry needs to go to zero. Uh, the IMO strategy of 50% in 2050 is long outdated. I mean, we need to look at the society. Society tells us you need to be at zero latest by 50. Developed societies probably need to be at zero by 40, meaning that this process has to start now. Both testing out and proving efficiency technology and starting to build value chains for zero emission fuels. And uh, I can think of no company in, in this segment that is better positioned than KCC on that. Also, based on the fact that you are trading on Australia, where you have surplus of, of energy, and, uh, and I'm sure that will be a hub of zero emission fuels in the future. So what is your guess? What is your, uh, you should put $1,000 on uh, 
type of zero-emission fuel, which one will that be, Elas? I will put $999 on, uh, on ammonia. Okay. And, and why? Uh, why? Now, I mean, the logic is quite simple. Mm. Uh, today, we have the carbon molecule, which basically fuels the vessels. Mm. That needs to go out, uh, and, and uh, you have to replace it with a hydrogen molecule. And, and the way you get to that is through renewable energy, fine. But hydrogen as liquid or gas is more or less the same energy density as, uh, as a lithium battery. So it doesn't work on deep sea, basically. So you need to add together uh, the hydrogen with something else. And then you have principally two options. One is CO2, and the other one is uh, nitrogen. And CO2, then you get all these e-fuels of, uh, of the world. I don't believe that the world will build an infrastructure around capturing CO2, putting it into a fuel, and then re-release it on a vessel later on. Maybe in 2025, but not in 2050 or in 2070. And then basically we're left with one thing, and that's ammonia. And nitrogen, the, the air is 70% nitrogen, so that's a natural, uh, let's say, inhabit in the atmosphere. So I think both from a logical and chemical point of view, uh, it's ammonia. And then also analysis show that it's most likely also the cheapest, but that remains to be seen. What is the current? Put it two or three times the the price of uh, of uh, today's fuel? You know, yeah, well, it depends. On, yeah. Well, now yeah. you know it, we yeah. have seen a thousand dollars a ton on on the bunker in in uh, Singapore. So, yeah. uh, and today you could probably contract similar energy equivalency for two thousand two thousand five hundred dollars per mm -hmm. ton, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the analysis I've seen, and I believe in, the show that we can drive it down maybe towards twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars per ton. So with the current fuel price, it's not that big difference. But of course, historically, maybe 500 is more of a relevant uh, cost. And if you ask me, I think we will have abundant oil in the world in, in some years, meaning that probably the heavy fuel oil prices will have a structural decline, making that gap even bigger. So um, we will probably be looking at everything from two to three to four, five times more expensive. Even with free electricity, it will not be competitive. So that has to be a mechanism that puts a price on that carbon. You think we can uh, we can uh, expand the combination carrier concept to new type of businesses, to new type of commodities? Do you have any bright ideas before you leave? I was wondering if you could take cars uh, over. No, I, uh, no, it's it's. Uh, we have had the different ideas. Uh, I will not reveal them here because then we will be covered. But but we have also done other trades, and you've seen that coming now. I mean, we had the Conbook uh, back in the days, where we had a full vessel of containers uh, one way, and 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 dry bulk the other way. Uh, I think there are many niche products uh, that could be uh, that could be combined into this as well. Uh, and uh, most likely it's a combination of liquid and dry in some way or form. Uh, and why dry? Well, because that is a very structural long-term trade. The world will continue to need food, iron ore, aluminium. And that's why you can really make be sure that these trades are structural. So you believe we have some cargoes to transport in 20, 20 years time? Absolutely non-carbon-based uh, cargoes, uh, absolutely. Uh, Carbon-based car cargoes, of course, I think structurally a lot less. Not zero, hmm. but a lot less. Uh, and, and I think, uh, let's say for the cargo part of the business, where you do caustic soda for the aluminum industry, the aluminum industry is truly part of the solution for decarbonization. So uh, I think that is a trade for decades and generations uh, to come.
you touched about both a little bit in the start, but seen from a customer point of view, why do you think they would put KCC on the top of the, what you call uh, the, the targeted counterparts? I will be a bit bold. They have not done their homework if they don't. I mean, you are always competitive on price. Normally, you're cheapest. You're always lowest on carbon emissions. Your service is unprecedented. I think you are on time arrival 97% or something like that. Hmm. And we also back that up with other cloud services on emission monitoring and following up. Uh, you back it up with cargo value so you can cooperate digitally with the customers. So to me, I mean, if you get the cheapest, most carbon efficient and a partner that truly cares for your logistics, what more can you ask for? Right. <laughs> right. We have, you, you mentioned this, um, the digital um, focus and strategy of, of Clavenes and the establishment of Clavenes Digital and yes. cargo value. And many of KCC's customers are also customers of, uh, of, um, of cargo value. Mm. How, how do you think that uh, has that been, uh, you know, a good synergy between no, I, uh, and has that strengthened KCC's position with these customers? I think I would take, thank you so much to some of the uh, KCC customers because if it weren't for the customers like Alba, mm. like So32, like Alcoa, yeah. uh, we would not be able to develop cargo value because you need really demanding customers and to understand how can we make your life better. Um, and you and the team were at the gateway to that. I mean, basically, you were joining the first workshops because you saw that this would improve logistics for our customers. And now vice versa, I think you see that our customers can utilize these tools to really get the value out of the, of the, of the carbons and clean boots as well. So I think it's a beautiful synergy. Um, there is a balance of... of uh, of uh, not mixing up data and information across sure, the businesses. Sure. Hmm. Uh, we have shown to the customers we can do that, and the customers have trusted us in that, and I think they can rest assured that that is truly a focus for us. So, um, But the strategy of Clavenes to make seaborne supply chains resilient, decarbonized, and cost-effective can only be solved if you integrate uh, digital solutions, low-carbon solutions, and good market solutions. And I think that's what Clavenes is about. You talked about this sustainability linked contracts that we are trying to uh, deliver on. Mm. Um, measuring uh, emission uh, and uh, tracking emission performance is, of course, a key. Yes. And that's also key for us in what we offer our customers. They, you know, we like to say if you can't uh, measure it, you can't manage it. So, okay. uh, Clownus has also uh, put a lot of effort into that part. Can you? Uh, yeah, what we, I mean, we, we, we started uh, one and a half years ago something called Zero Lab. Uh, looking into new commercial opportunities to, in, in decarbonization. And what we realized quite quickly was that shipping companies started to get their heads around emission monitoring and, and, and management, while industrial companies, I mean, big grain houses or aluminium companies, they had no clue about the scope to emissions. And on top of that, if I'm totally honest, two years ago, they didn't even care. That has changed tremendously. So now there's a lot of push on getting to understand the scope to emissions, but there's no real experts out there. Hmm. So what we did was quickly together with, with your team and the digital team and not least with, with the clever guys at Serial Lab to build a simple product where we can integrate emissions into all the other measurements we have for the industrial customers. Uh, and that has been well received and, and uh, we have 
new customers coming in, you know, if not every day, every week on that solution, helping industrial companies to measure so that they can find the best providers, KCC, uh, and eventually make a plan for how to drive this down. And um, C-Cargo Charter is uh, one of the initiatives showing that you need to be transparent and you need to set clear targets for forward to head. And, and we see companies are doing that now, but they need help. Absolutely. And we are going to give them help. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, Lars, before we uh, round up, uh, if you have one advice to, uh, to KCC when leaving uh, the handbag, <laughs> what, uh, what should that be? I think I need to give you two. Two, and that's fine. Yes. Thank you. Be bold and dare to try stuff before it becomes obvious to others. It's always easy in hindsight. Hmm. And second, keep on experimenting. In Klavnitz, we say try a little, learn a lot. If you keep on trying a little, learning a lot, you will always stay ahead of competition. So I think those are my two advices to you. Thank All the best of luck. Thank you, Nelson. <laughs> we, are, we are sad to see you leave, but uh, good luck with the new uh, ventures. And thank you for a great cooperation, Nagibat. Uh, and I think KCC is in the best of health. Thank you.